Welcome to the Connecticut Personal Injury Attorney Podcast for the law offices of Moore, O'Brien, and Foti. The podcast that helps those who have been injured in an accident or by the negligence of another learn their rights and find the benefits and compensation they need to get their lives back on track. We rely on manufactured goods in every part of our lives. We use automobiles to get to and from work. At work, particularly if you work in an industrial setting, you depend on all sorts of machinery to help you perform your job duties. If you take medication, you rely on that medication to treat your medical conditions. And of course, we use all sorts of products and gadgets in the home. The examples are endless. In this episode of the Connecticut Personal Injury Attorney Podcast, we're going to talk about when good products go bad. We're going to outline the various types of ways that products can hurt you. There are three basic categories, by the way. But more importantly, we'll discuss what you need to know if you've been hurt by a defective product and what you can do to pursue a product liability lawsuit. When products are defectively designed or manufactured, serious injury or even death can be the result. Let's just start off by saying that if you or a loved one has been seriously injured or killed as a result of a defective product, you're going to need an experienced lawyer to help protect your interests. The law firm of Moore, O'Brien & Foti is able to represent people who have been injured by a variety of defective products, including defective auto parts, defective industrial equipment, such as forklifts, defective amusement park rides, elevators, prescription drugs, and defective medical devices, such as the Depuy hip implant. But no matter what the circumstances, you should know that our law firm understands how to prepare an effective claim for damages. You see, prior to joining our firm, attorneys Garrett Moore, Gregory O'Brien, and Stephen Jacques represented injured people in litigation against General Motors, Ford, Chrysler, and Honda. Now, that's some pretty high-level experience. So let's get into the kinds of product liability cases that you can see, and they fall into four basic categories. And they fall into three basic categories, a manufacturing defect, a defective design, and something called failure to warn. Let's start with manufacturing defects. Now, this is the most common and obvious type of product liability claim. And this is when the product that causes the injury was defectively manufactured. And that just means that the product is faulty because a mistake occurred during the manufacturing process. It could have, for example, occurred at a factory where the product was fabricated. Some examples of a product with a manufacturing defect can include an elevator with a defectively manufactured pulley system that causes the car to collapse or fall, which of course would injure passengers. Or you could have a vehicle with a missing steering part that causes loss of vehicle control, especially dangerous. We've seen bicycles with defectively manufactured steering bars that causes the bicyclist to lose control. Or you could have children's jewelry or toys containing unacceptable levels of lead, which could be toxic. There was a famous case of that kind just a few years ago. In those cases, in order to file a product liability claim, the injury must be caused by a manufacturing defect. So, for example, if your vehicle veered off the roadway because of a faulty piece within the steering mechanism, you would have a product liability claim. 
but only if you can show evidence that your accident and resulting injuries were caused by the steering defect, not because of a mistake you made. And of course, that's where an experienced product liability lawyer comes in handy. The next category of product liability comes before the manufacturing process, and that's within the design of the product itself. In these cases, a product's design has to be proven to be inherently dangerous or defective before it's even manufactured. So these types of product liability claims don't arise from some mistake during the creation of the product, but rather involve the claim that an entire line of products is in itself inherently dangerous from the get-go, irrespective of the fact that the product that caused the injury was made perfectly according to the manufacturer's specifications. But it's those specifications that are faulty. So here are some of the most common examples of design defects. You could have a pelvic mesh device that disintegrates inside the body and then damages internal organs because of its poor design. We've seen poorly designed SUVs that have a tendency to roll over when the driver takes a curve just a little too fast. You could have a badly designed coffee maker that somehow sprays hot liquid on users, causing burn injuries. Or we've seen inclined sleepers for children that could cause those children to accidentally suffocate as a result of the defective design. But in order to have a valid product liability claim, in this case, we must prove that the injury have been caused by faulty design, and that makes the product inherently dangerous. Because, for example, if you use a product in a manner that it was not intended to be used, you may not have a claim. You must be able to show evidence that the product was defectively designed and used according to instructions. The third type of category is something we call failure to warn. Now, this type of product liability claim involves a failure to provide adequate warnings or instructions about the product's proper use. These types of claims often involve a product that is dangerous in a way that is not readily apparent to consumers. In some cases, these might involve products that require consumers to use special precautions while using them. Now, here are a few examples of situations that could result in a failure to warn claim. Child car seats and booster seats that should come with specific instructions about proper installation, which, if not followed, the seat may not properly protect the child. Or you could have a sleeping pill that does not include on its label a warning that it may potentially cause dangerous side effects. And we've also seen toys that don't have warning labels and which could cause serious injuries to children. As with other product liability claims, for the claim to be successful, the plaintiff must prove that the injury resulted from a failure to warn or properly instruct. So what should you do? if a defective product has injured you or someone in your family, someone you love. Well, the strength of your product liability lawsuit depends largely on the actions you take after you've been injured by a defective product. Now, first, it's important to seek prompt medical attention, treatment and care. Always do that first. So if you have been injured by what you suspect may be a defective product, go to the emergency room or the hospital right away. It's crucial that you have a record of the injury you sustained and the treatment you received for it. Report the accident then to the manufacturer and make sure you get a copy of the report for your records. 
but never give a verbal or written statement before you speak with a product defect attorney. If you are injured by a defective product at work, right away report the accident to your employer and or supervisor and then contact your insurance company. It's also important that you compile the necessary evidence that could help bolster your claim. Take photos of the defective product or images that show that the product had malfunctioned. Also take photos of the injuries you have suffered. It's also important, if possible, to preserve the product that caused your injury. I know you're going to want to just throw it in the trash, but you need to keep it in its current state so it can be carefully examined for manufacturing defects, faulty design, or other evidence that might not be apparent right away. For example, if you were involved in a car accident where you suspect a product defect, do not have the vehicle repaired until it has been thoroughly examined by an expert for evidence. And please resist the urge to share your experience on social media. That does not help. And in fact, it can really hurt your case. What you post on social media or anywhere online can be used against you. Also, do not sign an agreement with the manufacturer or feel tempted to accept a settlement offer unless, of course, you've discussed the matter thoroughly with your product liability lawyer. Because once you've signed an agreement, you may not be able to recover any further compensation for your losses. So as you can see, product liability claims are complex. In order to demonstrate defects in the manufacture or design of a product, it's necessary to enlist numerous expert witnesses, such as engineers. In addition, the defendants in these claims have a lot at stake. They will fight your allegations at every point in the legal process, and they have high-powered lawyers to help them do that. As a result, product liability claims can take a long time to be fully resolved. Therefore, you need attorneys with the resources, skill, and experience to give yourself the best chance of achieving favorable results. Our lawyers have achieved positive outcomes for clients in all forms of personal injury litigation. Our history of success speaks for itself and gives our law firm the resources to fully develop your case. And if your case requires a trial, which it sometimes does, we understand how to present scientific evidence in a way that is easy for jurors to understand. So we hope this outline of product liability lawsuits has helped in some way. If you or a loved one, once again, if you or a loved one has been seriously injured or killed as a result of a defective product, please contact us right away. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Personal Injury Attorney Podcast for the law offices of Moore, O'Brien & Fody. Call 203-651-7096 or email our law firm to schedule a consultation. We have nine lawyers and handle all injury claims on a contingency basis. Our law firm is located in Middlebury and represents people across the state. Established in 1993, we've helped over 30,000 people find justice. If you found this podcast useful, please rate, review, and follow us for future episodes where we will explore more important topics regarding personal injury lawsuits of all kinds.